Hello and welcome to Extraordinary with myself, Tobias Dahlberg. This podcast is about you and it's for you. It's about your journey from your ordinary to your extraordinary. In this podcast, we mainly cover three areas, your personal mastery, your brand building, and your entrepreneurship. So if you like this podcast, I ask you, subscribe to it, please review it, and also, why not visit thefutureacademy.com and forward slash training, and you can find a lot of free training. You can also follow our YouTube channel. We have plenty more contacts. We are here to support you on your journey to extraordinary. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Tobias here. In this video, I want to share my creative process. I want to give you a framework for never running out of ideas ensuring that you always come up with lots of ideas and because you have lots of ideas you'll have some great ideas some original ideas this is a framework that uh, once you install it kind of as a habit into your life um, it becomes automatic you don't have to think of it as like a step-by-step process but i want to explain the step-by-step process with a bit of brain psychology and logic so hopefully i can convince you that this is a process that works and it's something that you might want to install into your own uh, arsenal of creative tools. So, uh, first of all, I want to give you some context. So, the way I sort of discovered this is I've run my own brand consultancy for 15 years, transitioned that into the Future Academy, if you're not familiar with what I do. Um, as a strategist, you know, people maybe think you're like an analytical person, and I'm pretty good with analytics, but for me, creativity is what strategy is about because strategy is about creating the future and uh, you know uh, anything that involves creating the future involves your imagination and so yes there's a place for analytics looking at data analyzing it but more importantly synthesizing that data uh, having an opinion um, and seeing something that maybe others haven't seen before and to do that you need to feed your brain first but let's get into the to the framework first. So this is not only for strategy, by the way, this is for any creative problem solving, and this is for having ideas. Um, so the first thing you wanna do is you wanna tell your brain what the problem is you're trying to solve. It's very important. So the first thing is you frame a question for yourself. And the way you frame that question, which I'll get back to later in the process, is going to have a huge uh, impact on what type of ideas you're gonna generate. And so you first wanna kinda of know, okay, so where do I need ideas? Typically what I do is always write down the question in my journal. Uh, my journal now looks like this, but I, I'm obsessed by these journals by Nuna, uh, by the way. Uh, they have great Swedish munken paper, which I love. But anyways, so, so I always start by writing down a question and that automatically kind of triggers the process already. But before I try to answer questions, I wanna go into, which is like the second step here, which is I wanna look for inspiration. Now, another word for inspiration would be information. But information is kind of a boring, boring word, I think, because it lacks the energy. And energy is what you need. It's because you know probably when you have to solve a problem or something, and if you don't have the energy, you get sluggish, you don't really come up with great ideas. So you want to stimulate your brain. Your, your brain wants stimulus. It wants something that it can kind of start to fire those neurons inside, right? And so for me, it means sometimes it's like, um, depending on what I'm doing, but like I have thousands of books, uh, most of which I've actually read, and uh, I, I'll go and browse them, for example, have ideas, I get very uh, easily inspired by, as a person, which I'm really thankful for. But also, it could be 
any place where you can just have a feeling. Um, walk in the garden, could be meeting new people, that's why traveling is so important obviously, watching videos on a topic, just educating yourself. And you'll know this intuitively of course, so inspiration is step number one. Now what happens when you're inspired? Well, you, you kind of, you, you set in motion um, this kind of desire to, to have ideas or solve the problem, right? So inspiration is kind of the research face in a way. And again, kind of a boring word. Now the second thing, where are we gonna go from there? After we have inspiration, at some point, our brain usually gives us an insight. And what is an insight? An insight is an understanding, um, uh, even I would call it a revelation about something that, that points in, in, an, in the direction of opportunity. So given the context of where you're gonna, where you're gonna come up with ideas, you know, you, an insight would be something that you maybe haven't thought of before in, a, same, in the same way. Or if you're innovating for a client or something, it's really a revelation. It's not something that um, is self-evident. It's like, oh, this is a unique perspective on this thing that maybe people don't see it this way. So you're providing, you know, what you're really doing is you're providing a unique perspective onto something, and that's why you're gonna have an insight. And I'm gonna go a bit philosophical here. So in case you never had an experience or thought in your life, you'd had a carte blanche, your, your mind would be void of any meanings or experiences, you couldn't, you couldn't really have insights and ideas because all they are are combinations, interpretations of things you already understand. So in other words, you inspire yourself, you bring in fresh stimulus to the brain, uh, your brain will start to uh, process that through either analysis, which is breaking things apart, or through synthesis, which is putting the people pieces together. Um, another word for that is sense-making or pattern recognition. So what happens in the brain then, and you don't have to worry about all these things, but I just wanna explain how it kind of works. So your brain then goes to work, and either immediately or sometime later, you will have an insight. And an insight, a revelation, strange noise there I just had to check that I'm not in danger um, so a, a revelation of some sorts is like oh I, I never thought of it this way or I wonder if this could be true something that really sparks even more curiosity but so I want to try to capture the insights and say okay well especially if you're creating for somebody like a, a client uh, you, you're thinking you know okay well I have a thought and I want to write down what I believe to be true. So it's kind of a hypothesis about someone's behavior, what they want or whatever, which you can then test later. Now then technically after that, you wanna frame the insight into a question. Frame means like, for example, uh, in this, I'm using a camera right now and I'm in, inside the frame. And you can see a certain perspective and it's clearly way over lit by the way. Uh, so, um, if I were to move the camera, you'd see a different perspective. And that gives you a different interpretation of what's going on. And so framing, for me, is the most important tool in creative problem solving and innovation. Because when you, we apply different frames, different you know, contexts to a question, it will really change the direction we're going uh, as we start to have ideas. Hopefully this is making sense to you. So 
let's say, um, a child's, the, the, the framing through a child or a child's perspective on a problem will look very different. If I took this camera and I gave it to one of my two daughters, they would, um, they would film from a different height, they would see the world differently, they would probably point the camera at different things, um, and that would provide a different direction, right? So much in the same way, when you have an insight, you know, start to write down different questions, different ways you could interpret that insight and to form it into questions. And that is like opening up the branch, the different branches. Think of a tree. So you don't want to have one root and one branch pointing to one leaf and the leaf represents your idea. You want to have a strong root with many branches that have many different leaves, many different ideas. So the key for me to creative problem solving, to innovation, well, I shouldn't, let's say invention, to use a slightly smaller word than innovation, is really in getting the framing right, or let's say having many different framings. So if I run ideation workshops, which I've done in the hundreds, um, I will also, uh, I will always include this framing technique where I ask teams to come up with many different ways to frame questions because that gives us a lot of different starting points and I, you shouldn't really worry about whether they make sense or whether they're like logical or things like that you just want to have different departure points because all these different branches the departure points will give you a different set of diverse ideas the crazier the framing the better in a way because you're gonna have more ideas so you go from okay inspiration inspiring stimulating the mind now you're gonna at some point have yeah, insights, that's your, your processing. It's like, hmm, what if, or this would be interesting. Maybe, you know, maybe this is true. You play with kind of insights, you turn them into questions, and from the questions, you start to have ideas. And this is usually something that happens automatically in your brain, but I just want to sort of lay out how the process works, and you can also force this. You don't have to, you know, like, yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, forcing it, but you, you, you can use the framework when you don't feel like uh, you're getting enough ideas. And that's what I do all the time. And so, again, framing more questions. So we started with a question, you know, and now we had some inspiration, some insight. Now we get more questions, we have different questions, and that's why we can now have more diverse ways of solving the problem. This is where people get it wrong because they always try to answer that one question or maybe a very loosely defined question at the beginning of the process. But really what you should do is you should start with one, maybe generally, you know, like how can we have more sales in our company? But it's not really a great innovation question, but it's a good starting point. That's what we want, right? And now we start to have insights and we can break it down into pieces. And now we can start to um, answer those with those questions with ideas. Hopefully it's making sense. After the ideas, we want to start to have um, a feel for which ideas are interesting. And you can just use your gut or you can use a tool where you um, judge your ideas uh, according to different criteria. But I find that you'll probably know like which ones are interesting, which ones uh, give you the energy, uh, you know, which are ideas that you want to pursue. And so let's say you'd have 40 different ideas. There are many different ways, by the way, to have a lot of ideas fast. One of them is brain writing, which I want you to look up. Google it, you'll find uh, the instructions for it. But anyways, you have a lot of ideas. Now you pick a few. And let's say, let's say you have two ideas which you're super excited about. Now what you want to do is you want to start to experiment with those ideas as quickly as possible so you can keep the momentum going. So typically, 
that means going back and doing more exploration and research so you, you educate yourself and it, it go back kind of to the beginning of the process you inspire the brain you get further you get more insight and now you want to prototype those ideas which is part of experimentation in the process here so prototyping means okay i'm going to sketch it i'm going to i'm going to write out something i could write a story i could film a short uh, piece or whatever it is but i want to take the ideas out of my brain away from the post-it notes and make them as tangible and real as possible a few things will happen here you're gonna have to force yourself to take um, ideas out of your imagination and make them real, which means you can explain them to other people a lot better, but you can also evaluate them and, and develop them much faster because now they're kind of real, they exist. They're not just a thought and a thought can disappear and that feeling just goes away and that idea just goes away. So experiment and have a lot of ideas and that's why I'm like obsessively carrying around my notebook all the time and I probably, like I have hundreds of old notebooks and I. Like only in the last few days, if I were to show you what I've been writing, this is all in the last few days, um, it's crazy. But I, I can't stop myself from doing this because I know that even if 80% of this stuff here is crap and I won't use it, I need to do this because as I blurt out thoughts, suddenly I write something and I look at it and I go, wow, that's actually not a bad idea. That could be something original. So let me now start to experiment with the idea, sketch it out, draw it out, give it a name, give it a duration, a context, a format. So I want to apply as much sort of, a, um, I want to give it as much life as possible in a way. And so from there, I then, the last step after experimentation would be exploitation. And I'm, I don't mean that in, a, in the, the bad connotation of the word that it might have with some people, but exploitation just meaning making the most out of it. So. I want to take immediate action. If there's something that I feel I want to do, like for example, creating this channel that I just started, this idea that came to me today, this morning, sorry, actually last night, I got up and I'm like, I'm gonna start filming videos that will serve you. I'm gonna do it immediately. So I just wrote down uh, the process to remind myself of them. I came here, started filming, and upload this right after because I want to keep the momentum going. And I don't want to be you know, perfectionistic at this point. I just want to film something. I want to put it out there. So now it feels real. So I started to take action on my ideas. And this is pretty much how I do everything. It's like how I launch programs at the Future Academy, how I do anything is really following this process. So hopefully this makes sense to you. And you know, I don't think this is gonna surprise you. Perhaps the thing that you're not doing, I don't know, is that framing and reframing piece, which for me, it's the key. It's the key to everything. We can all have ideas, but it's not always easy to have ideas. And when you get stuck, use the framing and the reframing idea, which comes from inspiration and insight. And you'll never run out of ideas again. And use a, a journal, write down, capture ideas, and, and train your muscle, and you will become super, super creative. Like I remember back in the day, I didn't have an education that kind of implied that I was a creative person. I went to business school. And so for, for many years, I didn't really see myself as that creative. I always felt that there was something inside of me, but I couldn't really label it. And later I realized, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm very creative. I just didn't have the identity. And I think that might be true for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, so we have to 
also shift a little bit at the identity level. Perhaps for you, you're super creative and you want to be more strategic, you want to be more um, business-minded in your business. And also to do that, you have to start to shift your identity and then you can get into learning about it and so forth. But that's a topic for a different video. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this. Hope this gave you something to think about. Again, if you like this, please support the channel, like it, give it a thumbs up, or ask a question or, or include a comment below. And uh, yeah, I'll be back with more videos that hopefully serve you on your journey to your entrepreneurial dream towards your entrepreneurial freedom. Take care. Hey, Tobias here, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope it gave you something to think about, some new ideas, some perspectives, and most importantly, I hope that it inspired you to take action because without action, we never get to our extraordinary. Nothing great happens by only thinking about it all day long. And so if you want help with taking action, whether that relates to your mindset, your identity, your beliefs, overcoming limiting beliefs, your personal mastery, or maybe you want to build your brand, your personal brand, your expert brand, or your company brand, Maybe you're tired of being a commodity and you want to stand out and stand for something and make it clear to people who you are and why they should choose you to command higher prices and dominate your industry, to be seen as not only one of the choices, but the choice, the best choice or the only choice. If that's you, reach out to us. And thirdly, if you want to get on the entrepreneurial journey of growth, scalability and freedom then also you should reach out to us. And the way to do that is to go to thefutureacademy.com forward slash meeting. We will get on a call with you. And no matter whether you end up working with us or not, I promise you, we are here to guide you forward. We will give you some good advice for moving forward in your business. There's no pressure to work with us, even though if we're a good fit mutually, we'd love to do that. But get on a call and we'll give you our best advice for you so that you could move forward and reach your goals and create the future that you want. Thanks so much again. And remember, live extraordinary.